Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 10 of the From the Outside with Sarah C. podcast. I am Sarah Crosscut, the host and creator of this podcast and the owner and facilitator of From the Outside, a series of plant and nature-based lessons that help us to cultivate a deeper relationship to the natural world, ourselves, and each other. In addition, I'm a published environmental writer. My work has been included in several anthologies published by Plants and Poetry Journal, www.plantsandpoetry.org, and Wild Roof Journal, www.wildroofjournal.com. You can learn more and find links on my website, www.fromtheoutsidellc.com. In this episode 10, we discover another mushroom of our fairy circle, the fruiting bodies of feelings and emotions that help us to cultivate and deepen our relationship with nature and ourselves. Inspired by this unique and magical phenomenon found in the natural world, I have created a model or a means in which we as humans can connect more purposefully and intentionally with nature. In previous podcast episodes, I have talked about love, beauty, joy, wonder, and awe. Today, I explore gratitude. The fruiting bodies of feelings and emotions in this fairy circle model of purposeful and intentional connection to nature are what we cultivate through our interactions with the natural world, ourselves, and others. They are what we express or communicate. What is on the surface, like the visible mushrooms of our fairy circle? Beneath each mushroom lies an interconnected web, a network of root-like fungal mycelium that connects our mushrooms and our feelings and emotions together. For example, as we deepen our relationship with nature by seeking out beauty or joy in the natural world, we find ourselves connecting to love or wonder. When we feel awe, the feelings of love, beauty, and wonder deepen. They are all connected. And although in this model and in this podcast, I explore each feeling separately, they are not separate. Our emotions are tangled together like our our mushroom mycelium. The root-like mycelium is similar in function to plant roots. The mushroom, the fruiting reproductive structure of fungi is akin to the flower, the fruiting reproductive structure of angiosperms in the plant kingdom. And some plants, like dandelions and others, have a long, deep root called a taproot. There are lots of plants that have taproots, some of which we use as food. Gratitude is like the taproot feeling or emotion in our fairy circle if mushrooms had a taproot. I think it's our anchoring emotion It roots us deeply to our source of life. All our fruiting bodies of emotions, beauty, joy, love, wonder, awe, and peace, which is the topic of my next podcast episode, 
connect us to gratitude. Gratitude in turn helps us to cultivate the deepest connection to what is below the surface. It helps us to expand our interconnectedness to others, creating deeper, more meaningful relationships, as well as finding harmony, balance, kinship, and our sense of belonging and purpose, our magic. These are deeply rooted connections that help us to unearth our authentic self and grow our best life. I'm sharing two essays with you now. They both explore the idea of rooting ourselves in gratitude to cultivate our connection to our authentic self and others. The first one is titled Roots. Simple in structure and covert in function, roots anchor a plant in its substrate, absorb water and minerals necessary for plant growth, and store excess food in water. There are two types of true root systems. Fibrous or diffuse are thin, profuse, elegantly branched, and relatively shallow root systems that draw nutrients and water from the top layers of the soil. Tap roots grow singularly or in pairs deeper into the ground, drawing in nutrients and water closer to the water table. There are many tap roots specialized for food storage that are important agricultural crops. Commonly known as root vegetables, they include carrots, beets, radishes, yams, parsnips, and turnips, as well as others. Moreover, in response to stressful growing conditions such as flooding, nutrient deprivation, Heavy metals and wounding plants can form roots from non-root tissues like stems and leaves. Although not true roots, these specialized structures known as adventitious roots are ultimately considered part of the plant root network. They are adaptations that aid in plant growth as well as provide a competitive edge in survival. Cypress, oak, mangrove, and aspen trees, ivy, horsetail, and economically important agricultural crops such as wheat, corn, and rice are examples of plants with adventitious roots. Found in North America from Canada to Mexico, the quaking aspen Populus tremuloides is a species of aspen tree with thin, stalked leaves that tremble in the slightest breeze. Their root system is shallow. Most aspens grow in large clonal colonies that have been derived from a single seedling. It is through their shared adventitious root system that new trees, genetically identical to the parent, bud and grow. Pando, Latin for I spread out, is a colony of aspen trees located in south central Utah. Pando, also known as the trembling giant, occupies 106 acres and is believed to have originated from a single male quaking aspen tree. Although individual aspen trees have a lifespan of 40 to 150 years, The aspen root system is enduring and sustained even through disturbances like fire and drought. 
Pando is a single organism, perhaps the world's oldest, living on a single archaic root system believed to be over 80,000 years old. Aspen colonies are indicators of ancient forests, and grounded in their robust, resilient root system, they grow and spread steadfast and strong. Just as the aspens, our beauty blossoms from the stronghold and stay of our roots. We must stand affixed and deeply connected to our authentic self to remain resilient and resolute in our growth. In turbulent times when we may feel untethered, we extend and adapt our reach to reestablish our stability in shifting ground. Immersing ourselves in activities that engage our five senses turns our focus to the task at hand. In the moment of feeling groundless and unrooted, find a quiet, comfortable place to sit and take a few deep breaths. Name five things you can see, four things you can touch, three things you can hear, two things you can smell, and one thing you can taste. Simply and purposefully plant your bare feet on the ground and breathe down like you are growing roots. A daily grounding practice of mindful meditation, sacred connection with nature through gardening, cooking, or medicine making, a quiet, watchful walk through the forest, or a sunrise stroll down a sandy beach keeps us rooted in the joyful, present, grounds us in gratitude, providing the adaptive structure through which we may continue to grow and thrive in times of turmoil and wounding. The second essay is called Insignificance. Of the infinite species on our planet, there are none that are incontestably insignificant. Each living organism, microscopic to mammoth, is meaningful. In the echelon of ecological order, individual organisms of the same species interact with each other to establish a population. In turn, a patchwork of populations in a given area collectively create a community. With an ecological community, there are complicated, convoluted connections between species and their environment. These often enigmatic but explicit exchanges between organisms create a complex construct of robust relationships that regulates the entire ecosystem. Imbalance between producers and consumers can trigger a tumultuous trophic cascade that often results in significant shifts in food webs, nutrient relationships, and overall ecosystem structure. Small and and seemingly unsubstantial fungi, as in mushrooms and other decomposers, play a necessary role in nature's nutrient cycling, ensuring that the circle of life remains unbroken. Stepping into the forest is an exquisite exhale, the raw reverberation of nature, the saturation of scent and sound soothes my soul, the collective calls of the forest birds beckon me into their world. Cocooned below the tree cover, the bulwark of branches bolsters me in its being and beauty. The algid air is pungent and profuse with the earthy fragrance of fungi and decaying organic matter. 
The colorful caps of mushrooms supported by sturdy stalks scatter across the dark forest floor, creating a community of kaleidoscopic canopies. Much like the fruiting bodies of flowering plants, these unmistakable umbrella-shaped designs are the reproductive structures of these spectacular species of saprophytes. The prismatic parasols of these fantastic fungi protruding above ground originate from the far-reaching fungal network underground. The multitude of magical, small, hair-like filaments of the fungal hyphae is known as mycelium. These white, minuscule filaments of the mycelium have developed a mutualistic relationship with neighboring trees. This intranet, or mycorrhizal network, is composed of the tangled web of the tree root system and the mycelium. Together, the tree and fungus create an underground, interdependent communication network that transfers water, nutrients, nitrogen, carbon, and biochemicals between organisms, influencing germination, growth, survival, and reproduction of other trees within the stand. Moreover, the intranet has an enormous capacity to heal as mycorrhizal networks repair themselves quickly. Fungus and tree are so intertwined and dependent on each other. Fungus relies on tree for carbon and tree relies on fungus for nutrients and water. This mysterious but meaningful ecological relationship encourages growth, adaptation, and resilience in the forest ecosystem. Like the entangled ecological relationship of tree and fungi, the significance of the intricately layered interactions between humans may be cryptic and complex. In the landscape of our life, we cultivate a variety of relationships, like a sturdy stand of trees in the forest, some connections are age-old, steadfast, and rooted deeply in trust, loyalty, and love. We expand, mature, and thrive together. We nourish each other with the understanding, acceptance, grace, laughter, and joy. Supporting each other in growth, we celebrate the unfolding of our beauty bursting forth from our authentic self. In times of disturbance, we encircle each other tightly to weather our sadness and grief. We also tend thoughtfully to an assortment of short-lived or seasonal relationships. Like the fleeting yet fundamental fairy-like fungi in the forest, these interim but powerful partners settle close to us quickly and spark our passion, generosity, and vulnerability. They sway us to stay in the present moment, share their spirit, and alter our aspect. It is through their ephemeral existence that we renew our purpose and root deeper in our authentic self. Like the mutualistic mycorrhizal network, our collective consequential connections to others are crucial to our growth and resilience. We acknowledge and honor the wisdom, support, and unconditional love so freely shared by those whom, with whom we have spent time, no matter how brief. We continue to grow in compassion, gratitude, and patience for others, ourselves, and our journey. So when we are suffering, when we feel down in the tall weeds or stuck in the muck and mud, gratitude can be hard to uncover. I know I've had days where it's tough. I mean, we all have those days where it is tough. We often must reach deep to find it. 
But I find it is always close if we step out of our own skin, as hard as it might be, and into the web of nature. I am deeply grateful for my own personal, intimate experiences I have had in nature that have contributed to my growth. Experiences that have conjured up joy, fear, awe, wonder, beauty, love, peace, grief, anger, but all said and done, always gratitude. As an environmental scientist, I have studied ecosystem services, and they are the multitude of benefits that natural systems provide to humans. These services are classified into four major categories, regulating, supporting, provisioning, and cultural. So regulating services include regulation of climate, air and water quality, erosion, and pollination. Supporting services include the cycling of nutrients and water through natural systems, the formation of soil, and the process of photosynthesis. Provisioning services include food, fibers, fuel, freshwater, and medicine. And cultural services include ethical values, recreation, and ecotourism. So these are the things that natural systems, natural ecosystems, whether it be forest, ocean, wetland, desert, rainforest, provide to humans, the benefits that humans receive from these natural systems. So when we discuss the state of our planet, loss of biodiversity, the degradation, destruction, and fragmentation of habitat, climate change, global warming, water, air, and land pollution. It seems, if, it seems that if humans expressed gratitude for these abundant services provided to us by our shared source of life, the natural world, we would not find ourselves and our planet positioned in this precarious predicament. And I wonder why are the basic requirements for life that the planet provides to us to survive and thrive on this planet are not enough for us as humans to be grateful, to show more care to the world around us? I have asked myself those questions. I believe it comes down to fundamental human behavior. For many of us, our connection to nature and to ourselves is buried under feelings of not being good enough, not being rich enough or pretty enough or popular enough or loved enough. We live in a very fast-paced society and so I think a lot of us are just tired. So we are lost, we're lonely, and we're left without purpose. We have severed our connection to the very source of life. In our search for contentment, we continue to destroy what sustains us through materialism and waste. Nature and life in general is creative and transformative. It's always doing 
what we need is provided for us through our planet's natural systems. Remember, we are a part of that system. We are connected to it. We are not separate. And all living and non-living beings on this planet are significant, including every human. We each have a purpose and a part, a form and a function in this wonderful natural world. Our purposeful and intentional connection to nature, to simple emotions like beauty, joy, love, wonder, awe, peace, and yes, gratitude, root us more deeply in our authentic self, our connection to others, and to our natural world. It is this deep and sacred relationship to nature grown in gratitude and the idea that we are all connected and share the same significant source of life that will save our planet. Because what we hold in recognition and reverence, we will protect. So as always, I like to leave you with a practice. So this week is practicing connecting to gratitude in nature. So grab your nature journal, because if you've been following me now for a while on these podcasts, you know you need a nature journal, something to record your feelings and observations in. So find something in nature to observe. It can be a tree. It can be something right outside your door, a landscape, a flower, a bird, whatever you would like to observe. And observe with your whole body. Remember, that's important. Sight, sound, touch, and smell. If you can taste it, go ahead, but make sure it's safe. Answer the following two questions and be sure to journal your observations and feelings. So number one is list three things about this object in nature that you are grateful for in the moment. So it could be something like an ecosystem service. Maybe it's a tree. So you say, I'm grateful for the oxygen that this tree produces for me to breathe or connect into maybe the food that it provides for animals. So that part can be simple. Three things about the object that you are grateful for in the moment, that it's, it's beautiful, But the second question is, what is significant about this plant, bird, landscape that helps me deepen my gratitude? So this is a question that I want you to think about. Maybe look deeper into the function of that object. But I don't want it to be something as obvious as beauty. It needs to be deeper. So... List three things about the object in nature you are grateful for in the moment. And then what is significant about this plant, bird, landscape, whatever object you're observing that helps me to deepen my gratitude. As always, I would love to connect. I would love for you to share your observations as you engage in your intentional and purposeful practice to connect with nature You can connect with me through my website, social media, or email. My email is from the outside, llc at gmail.com. So after my last episode, which was 
uh, I talked about awe. I did have a listener reach out and share some photos of her growing pumpkin seeds that she'd started from seed. These plants were, they were getting pretty big. And pumpkin was kind of the plant that spoke to her as she engaged in the practice of finding awe through growing a plant from seed. And I absolutely appreciate the share. So coming up, for those of you in the Richmond area or close enough, in June, I am facilitating two events at Lewis Ginter Botanical Garden. So June 26th through the 30th, if you have littles, I am leading a day camp from 9 a.m. to noon for children ages 9 and 10, where we will explore and deepen our connection to nature through observation, reflection, play, and other activities throughout the garden. And then on Wednesday, June 21st, from 6 to 7.30 p.m., I am facilitating an adult education class, I like to call it a workshop, called The Uniqueness of Seeds, where we will explore seeds and their unique instructions for growth, as well as create our own set of growing instructions as we look inward to our individual needs to grow and thrive. You can find more information about each event and register on the Lewis Ginter Botanical website, which is www.lewisginter.org. Thank you, as always, so much for listening. I appreciate all of you out there. I encourage you to venture out to your backyard, a local park, a green space near where you work, and spend a few minutes purposefully and intentionally connecting with nature. Use your whole body. Really integrate into your being what you see, smell, hear, and feel. Spend time with those you love or sit in silence, solitude, and stillness. They are important states of being in nurturing our nature connections. Acknowledge nature's wisdom and role in your life. Nature shows us how beautiful and transformative growth can be. Remember, we are all connected to the source of life and each other. With that said, you can connect with me through my website, www.fromtheoutsidellc.com or on Instagram at sarahc underscore outside. Links to podcasts, website, publications, webinars, and all the things can be found there. Visit my website for upcoming classes in the local community, webinars, latest publications, and details on workshops available for educational settings, professional development, recovery programs, conferences, or other groups. As always, please feel free to reach out. Until next time, take care.